0: Prayer. It is a struggle for most, but there are five promises, five of them that we'll look at today on Truth for Today as a regards to your prayer life. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, we greet you in Christ and welcome you to this, our Tuesday edition of Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard continues our survey of John, and we're going to go back a bit. We found ourselves in John chapter 16 yesterday. We're going to jump back to chapter 14 as we take a look at prayer and five promises that Jesus gives us about our prayer life. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
1: Turn with me, if you will, to the book of John. I want to look at five promises About prayer that Christ gave in the upper room. Now, let's get the setting. Christ is going to be killed within 24 hours of what he's saying. He knows that. And he's telling his disciples, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to be killed. I'm leaving. You won't see me physically anymore. I'm leaving. Their hearts are sad. I'll give you the Holy Spirit. I won't leave you as orphans. And then he starts telling them, uh, just because I'm physically going to be taken away doesn't mean I'm not going to make provision for you while you're here representing me. And in this upper room discourse, five times he gives us this repeated prayer promise over and over. Next week, we'll begin his prayer in John 17. But this, I just wanted to pick up these five verses, and uh, I thought of the phrase, just in case you need anything, let me tell you what to do, what what to do. And so let's begin at verse 12 of John 14. We looked at this before, but we're just going to try to connect these five verses together and see these Precious and profound promises God has made to us in his word. Look at verse 12, chapter 14. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever is continually believing in me, faith isn't just once for all. It's continuous faith. My just ones shall live by faith. They they continually live by faith. Uh, Whoever is believing in me, Will also do the works that I do. Hmm, how's that? Let's see. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Now, watch this. How can you do greater works than Jesus? Has anyone ever raised the dead here? I do good to keep you awake Sunday morning. I think that's as close as I get. Uh, so you can't be greater in quality. That It's probably I'm going to represent and multiply my representation on the earth. I'm going to go farther. Jesus spent all of his ministry within 40 miles in Palestine. Jerusalem, he got up to the north, to Samaria a little bit. But he, his whole ministry was within 40 miles. Now I'm going to give the spirit and I'm going to make you represent me throughout the whole earth. I'm going to do greater things. But watch this. Lest you get carried away. Oh, I am going to do. No, no. He's going to qualify. You're going to be able to do this because I'm going up here and I'm going to form a partnership with you. You're going to represent me down here and I'll be up there and we'll form a partnership. Okay. And the greater works that get done down here on the earth will be because I'm pouring my resources and my connections into you. So it's a partnership. It's not me apart from Christ. But in union with him, he's doing greater works. Then he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, In my name, I will do it. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever asked anything in his name and he didn't do it? Have you ever had a prayer request he didn't answer? Here's the issue, and I think one that's tough is uh, what does it mean to ask him the name? Notice he didn't give us a name. There's 100 titles of Christ in the Bible. Is it the name Emmanuel? Is it the name Jesus? There's there's thousands of Yeshua's, Joshua's. It's, the Greek would be Joshua. And then, come on Latinos, Jesus. If I ask him the name of Jesus, I get it. So I use a, a magical formula. Just add Jesus to your request and you get it. No, it's not that. Um, what does it mean uh, to ask in his name? Is that a rabbit's foot that we just tag it on the end? and uh... matter of fact, he didn't even give the name here. He didn't say, if you ask me in the name of Jesus. He didn't say that. There's other places he did. Be baptized in the name of Jesus, Acts 2.38. Other places, the name was at He he says five times up here, in my name. If you ask it, in my name. In my name. Well, what name are you talking about? No title given. Well, um, what are you talking about? He said when he came, I manifested my father's name. Notice that. I manifested my father's name. The father's title. We already know we call him Elohim, Adonai. Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Salome, Jehovah Rapha. We know these Jehovahistic names. Is that, you came and revealed the list of names? No, 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 no. No, something deeper than that. What does it mean? Uh, They they did not deny my name. He said of the church of uh, Philadelphia. You didn't deny my name. You didn't deny the name of Jesus? Didn't say that. You did not deny my name. Uh, Now here's the various views on it. Uh, Some say, well, we come in the name or based upon the cross work of Christ. He's our basis. We can't get anything from God without the merit of Christ, which is true. So some lean on that. Some add merit plus mediation. He's the mediator between God and man. So I come to you in the name of my mediator. Uh, The only merit I have to get anything from God in prayer is based on Christ. Which is true. Is that what he meant? It may be. May be included. Uh, Some say it's as a result of our union with Christ. You've got to be in union with him. You've got to be in union with Christ. Okay, you've got to be a believer. Here's what I think most likely it is. It's like when he said, uh, baptize in the name of the Father. That's a function, not his name. In the name of the Son, uh, a designation, not his name. He is a son, but that's not his name. And the Holy Spirit. Name Primarily represents the person, what he is. And so it represents my character, my authorization. You can ask for anything in my character, anything I would authorize. Whatever you need to carry out representing me on the earth, you can come in my authority, come in my person, as it were, in my divine nature and and character, I come in the person of Christ. I don't ask for anything for myself. I'm asking for the resources to represent him, to do his will on the earth. So I'm coming in the person of Christ. And I'm asking you in keeping with your character, in keeping with your nature, so I'm in harmony with you. And uh, we'll see later some other conditions. Now, there's three ways, primary ways you can get another person's name and get resources. You can be in a partnership, a business partnership, in which uh, the two owners, let's say, name is on the checkbook. And we can ask in the name of this company, and us two have access to it. And so we're legal partners, and we got access to the funds. We got a legal contract. That, that's not uncommon at all. The second way is what we'd call a life connection. Uh, A son, a daughter, you picked up the name of your father. So now you can get things in their name, hopefully. Uh, They may co-sign for you to get your first car. They may co-sign, they may say, here's the credit card. You've got their name in a life relationship. And then there's the love way to get a name. You marry a woman, she takes your name. And it's scary. She can now get things on your name. Put her on a budget, quick. Uh, But she gets your name. So legally, so Christ is saying, you, my disciples, you're in a partnership with me. Ask for anything in keeping with what I am, what I've taught you, my character. Ask. Ask, I'm there, and no, you're not going to get anything from here or through the Father that I'm going to veto here. It has to be in harmony. Maybe it tells why many people don't pray—they've not yet got in harmony with who they're praying to. You have to want His will, not yours. You know the country song says. I thank God for unanswered prayer once I went to the senior class reunion. When I saw who I could have married, I thank God for unanswered prayer. You, there's a lot of things you better be glad God didn't give you. Just think she could have been your wife. He could have been your husband. And all the time in young love, oh, give him to me, Jesus. Give me, give me, give me. And then you go there, you say, where was my eyes? Where was my discernment? So, well, let's, let's move on from that. Uh, he, he's saying here, the name. You can use a name and greater things will be done. Greater representation of Christ, greater number of activities for Christ. Did you know Christ is represented all over this earth? More than ever, any time he was on this earth. He's known among the nations. Well, look at chapter 15, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Abiding is I'm in union with Christ and I am abiding. It's a continual state. I'm not only in union but I'm in communion and I'm walking in reliance, independence, that I'm connected to a vine. My life source is Jesus. And as I am abiding and relying on that relationship, knowing that without Jesus, I can't do anything, uh, he says what? He says, uh, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Uh, while I am abiding let me see and his words are abiding in me now now look at that look I am relying on christ i'm I'm depending on the person I put faith in and what he has said what his words are they are abiding dwelling in me now I come to talk to him i Uh, Now, I'm not in sin. You can't pray this stuff in sin. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord won't hear me when I pray. In other words, if if I'm already scheming to do a little sinning, don't be praying. God bless the sin I'm getting ready to do. That won't work. Now, I've got to be in harmony with him, and his word is the objective measurement. Are you asking things that God wants well, the sure way you can know is measure it with the word. Am I biblically praying? Uh, I, I, we do so much different praying. We pray on Wednesdays for people's requests and, uh, and group prayer meetings. I, I grew up in more individual and whatever. But it's amazing on a list. Which, uh, pray for grandma that her knee will get well. Well, that's good. That's legit. Pray for our dog. The eyes are going. I, I, I struggle to get the burden, of course. Pray for this. Uh, we need to replace our hot water heater. Uh, we need a new car. Uh, we need a new job. None of it's biblical praying. None of it am I convinced this is what God wants to do. Now, we all pray for it, Lord, i got corns, heal my feet. That's okay. Got bad breath, help me to find the right mouthwash. You know, that's just life, that's stuff. But what, what's the stuff you can pray for that you know God wants to do? Do you ever just get down on your knees and you pray the Bible? You get a section that talks to you, and then you get down and say, Lord, I want that right there. Matter of fact, I want John 15, 7 to be mine in this year. I want to get things in the name. I want to pray according to the name. I want to be heard. I don't want to just say I prayed. I want to say I got an answer. Did you know God answers? If God gave you everything you're asking him for this week, what would he do? Besides let the 49ers win. Huh? Would you have anything beyond that? I see see. He's praying, maybe they might send my... No, I didn't even go there. Uh, but he said, if my word's in you, and you're by me, that's sounds like an unconditional promise to me. So if we don't get it, maybe it's not biblical. Maybe it's not what Christ would be. And of course, I would throw in here, we pray according to his will, First John 5, 14. And I make that will synonymous with his word. I'm asking for things in keeping with God. Now verse 16, chapter 15. Look at verse 16, the third promise. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name He may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. And I call this the results of praying in the name. What results? And he says right here, I've taught you this vine branch analogy. I've given you these prayer promises. And this is the goal. I want you to bear fruit and this fruit to remain. Now, here's the question. What is the fruit? What is the fruit? Now, let's think it through. You're in that room. I am the vine. You are the branches. I want you to bear fruit. Well, what does the branch, what kind of fruit, Fruit does a grapevine produce? What kind of product does a blackberry vine produce? What kind of fruit does a Jesus vine produce? The manifested life of Christ. Christ's life on display. Is that fair? I'm the branch. Here's the vine. Here's the life source. I want you to be conduits through which I bear my fruit, and my fruit isn't peaches and apples. It's me, Christ, the vine. I want to be put on display. Once I go back to heaven, I want you to be the visible expression of what I'm like. The visible expression. And that's why in this upper room, what does he repeat over and over and over you would think they were deaf. He says over and over, love, love. And it's not sloppy love. He's going to the cross. He is stooped to wash a man's dirty feet. He says, I'm in this room to show you the full extent of my love. Now, the first and greatest product that Christ wants to produce in us, and it's in company with prayer, is Him On display, the life of Christ. Now, the fruit of the Spirit tells us what that life looks like. Love, joy, peace, gentleness. It's a a snapshot of what Jesus would act like if he was a member of this church. Like, take the word gentle. The word gentle, it's an interesting... One of the uh, translations of it, it comes from a word for a smooth wine. Uh, Gentle wine. No no tart taste. It was smooth. It was uh, no biting taste to it. Uh, It was used of uh, getting a horse well. Smooth ointment, treatment. Uh, It it meant to put others at ease. Gentle. I know some folks, there's no problems until they show up. As soon as they show up, there's tension. As soon as they show up, there's criticism. As soon as they show up, the environment changes. Because Mr. Cranky know-it-all critic has shown up. But I'm a Christian, I'll have you know. You look more like a hellion than a Christian. You look like a barroom brawler. Why don't you go down to the bar? Don't bring that to church. We don't need it. Go down where the bad boys hang out. Once they smack you a couple times, you'll even out. Because they're looking for your kind. But you come to church with that attitude. I want to ask you, do people see Jesus when they meet you? I want you to bear fruit. I'm not talking about evangelism here. I'm not talking about service. But remember, his love Stooped to serve in chapter 13. His love washed feet. His love, just love to the end. His love wasn't just some sloppy, just gooey. gooey. This is no gooey Jesus. This is God dealing with fallen, fallible, dirty men. And he says, when I leave, I'm sending my spirit and I'm giving you access in prayer And my greatest desire is you will put me on display. That's the fruit. Does anyone ever accuse you of loving? He said the world ought to be able to say, see how they love one another. And you know what helps you bear that fruit? Is a prayer life. At the same time, he said, I want you to bear this fruit. He just throws right in there. And by the way, uh, you can you can ask for whatever you want. And uh, then he just tax on to, by the way, keep loving one another. So you want me to put you on display, Christ. You've given me prayer. I'm in union with you. And, and, and your big concern is you want to be kept on display and you're going to do it through us? Yeah. And I'm giving you prayer to help do that. Well, why is that? Because some days you don't feel loving. You'll have to ask God to help you to love that day. Uh, Someday you don't feel like putting Christ on display. You want to be on display. We want to know how you feel, act, and think. The Christ life has to be fought for, prayed for. Uh, If you don't have something that's missing, you ask for it. Let's keep on. John 16. He says in verse 23. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. That is after Pentecost. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you.
0: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.